New privacy regulations in Europe and the state of California may be just the tip of the iceberg. Similar laws are being considered in several other countries and U.S. states and even at the federal level as concerns about the potential for improper use of data, particularly digital data, about consumers are on the increase. Compliance with these regulations can be daunting, especially since many carry deadlines for responding to consumer and regulator requests. Hi, I'm Paul Gillen. This is Modern Governance, a podcast where industry experts discuss protection, privacy, and governance in the digital age. My guest today is Steve Lester. As Iron Mountain's corporate counsel, Steve spends a lot of his time analyzing and interpreting these regulations. At the recent Association for Intelligent Information Management, or AIM, conference, he spoke about his recipe for the secret sauce for compliance with privacy regulations. We're fortunate to have him join us here on Modern Governance to summarize those recommendations. Steve, welcome. Thanks, Paul. Glad to be here. So how does properly managed information contribute to a successful privacy program? First off, let's talk about what a privacy program is. And though it certainly means more than just this, in fundamental terms, I think about it as companies protecting and respecting personal data. And beyond that, protecting and respecting the individuals who are the subjects of that personal data. We're going to talk a lot about this today, Paul. But protecting and respecting data means managing it properly and processing it with the appropriate controls and limitations throughout its life cycle, from collection through to use on up to its ultimate destruction. You referred to appropriate controls and limitations for each phase of the life cycle. What are some of the most important ones to bear in mind? Great. Let's run through them. First, when the data is created, ask yourself and your organization, How are you collecting personal data? For example, website cookies, email tracking mechanisms from third parties or directly from customers or consumers. Why are you collecting personal data? So put another way, do you really need to collect the personal data or can you achieve your legitimate business purpose with de-identified or anonymized data? And are you collecting more than you need? Are you legally authorized to collect the data? Do you need to make additional disclosures in your privacy notice or obtain express consent from individuals or to consult your customer contracts? So next, when you use or process the data, ask questions like, is your use of the data consistent with what it was collected for? For example, did you tell people you were collecting data strictly to deliver service, but you're now using it to generate marketing forecasts? Are you disclosing it only as necessary? So if you're asked to provide personal data to other parts of your organization or to a service provider, is it necessary at all? And are you disclosing the minimum necessary? And when you do need to use or process personal data, are you protecting it properly? So that means, for example, encrypting digital data and physically protecting hard copy data. It also means training your workforce on how to properly handle personal data. And finally, When it does come time to dispose of the data, ask these questions. Are you governing data retention through a rules-based records retention schedule? In other words, is your company set up to automate the deletion of data on a regular schedule? It helps in so many ways to avoid retaining more personal data than you need to. And finally, when you do destroy the data, are you doing so in a secure manner? So that means shredding paper and securely destroying data-bearing devices like hard drives and backup tapes. If you are deleting data, do so in compliance with an accepted industry standard like the ones used at the Department of Defense.
Now, there are a number of new data privacy laws either in place or about to be enacted. What are some common themes among them? It's very true, Paul. There are national privacy laws on the horizon in Brazil, India, and possibly even the United States. Not to mention over a dozen bills under consideration at the state level in our country. It's nearly impossible to keep track of each bill and its nuances. That said, there are four common themes that I'm seeing in nearly every piece of legislation. So first, companies must transparently disclose what data they are collecting and how that data is processed, including data that may be provided to third parties. This requirement is universal in the privacy laws and can typically be achieved through the use of a privacy notice posted on your company's website. Second, the laws invariably grant individuals with greater control over their personal data. This can mean that individuals have the right to opt into the collection and processing of their personal data, the right to have their data deleted or corrected, and the right to prohibit sale of their personal data. Third, nearly all of the laws that I've analyzed contain relatively prescriptive standards for the protection of personal data. And those protections typically vary in accordance with the sensitivity of the data. If you're in a high, highly regulated industry already like medicine or finance, the controls you have in place may well suffice for compliance. And an offshoot of this is that these laws often contain stiff penalties for failure to properly protect data. And in some cases contain what's known as a private right of action where consumers can sue companies directly following a data breach. And the fourth element that I'm seeing in the data protection laws is that they nearly universally contain a requirement to perform due diligence on third parties. That typically means assessment of the third party's security controls and the requirement for a written contract that limits the third party's use of personal data and requires that third party to notify you in the event of a data breach. So, to recap, the four common themes are, number one, disclosure of the collection and use of personal data, two, the right of individuals to exercise control over their personal data, three, high standards for the protection of personal data, and four, the requirement to carefully vet third parties handling personal data on your behalf and to have a written contract with them. If you're prepared to comply with these four things, you and your company are going to be in good shape for any law that comes down the road. Given those themes, Steve, what steps should companies take to prepare? Recognizing that companies have only limited resources to devote, there are four key steps that you can take to get ahead of the curve. Number one, perform a data mapping and begin to apply governance rules. So that means determining where the personal data is across your systems, business processes, and don't forget third parties. Number two, protect the data that carries the highest risk. Once you've mapped the data, you can apply appropriate controls based on the risk that data carries. To illustrate, it's quite costly to apply encryption to all of your systems, especially legacy ones. So once you've mapped the data, you will know what each system contains so you can focus controls like encryption on systems that house sensitive personal data like health or financial data. Number three, assess your third party situation. Your data mapping will tell you which third parties have access to personal data. So now you can review your contracts to ensure they have those use limitations and data breach notification requirements in place. And number four, get the right people engaged. Tone at the top and tone in the middle are important when creating a culture of privacy protection. 
talk to your company's leaders to raise awareness and try to recruit privacy ambassadors within your organization. This will also help to ensure that your policies are properly communicated and applied consistently. Let's talk about responding to requests. Privacy laws such as the CCPA in California and GDPR in Europe require organizations to respond to requests within 45 days. Now, how do companies prepare to comply with these deadlines? So I can't stress enough how important it is to think about this in advance. 45 days is simply not enough time for most organizations to locate and collect the data that would be responsive, for example, to a CCPA request. With that in mind, I would recommend all organizations take the following three steps to prepare to respond to privacy requests. So first and foremost, find the data no matter where it is. And this goes back to the all-important data mapping exercise we talked about earlier. The law requires you to provide a full response, which means that you cannot leave out data you find it difficult or burdensome to collect. Next, classify the data so you know whether it's customer data, employee data, or data from an EU resident or California consumer. That way, when the request does come in, you're able to scope your response appropriately. And last but not least, set up procedures for the intake of requests. Given the short time frame for responses, it's critical that requests get routed to the proper employees in a timely manner. So train any customer or public-facing employees, such as your customer service and account reps, to properly and timely route requests to you or to your privacy team. One of the worst things to have happen would be for a consumer request to fall into a black hole only to hear about it when you receive a complaint from a regulator. What are some of the steps organizations can take to minimize the risk of a data breach? The first thing I would say is that a keep everything culture does not help. The more data you collect, store, and process, the greater the risk of a data breach. Put simply, you can't hack data that you don't have, so minimize the collection of personal data. Next, protect the data that you do need to keep. So encrypt digital data, which effectively provides a safe harbor for notification under data breach laws. Guard all of your data through appropriate physical, technical, and administrative controls. Things like locked file cabinets, security cameras, and employee training go a long way towards preventing data breach. And finally, Dispose of data in accordance with retention rules and preferably automated ones. This goes back to the theme of not being able to experience a data breach concerning data you don't have. If you're properly governing and managing your data, you're continually destroying data that you no longer need to retain for business or legal purposes. Taken together, these tactics will help you mitigate the risk of a data breach. Well, Steve, you've given us a very thorough action plan for data protection. Thanks for sharing your expertise. Thanks for having me, Paul. That'll do it for this edition of Modern Governance. I'm your host, Paul Gillen. Visit infogoto.com for the latest word in information management.